Welcome to a special Social Suplex Network podcast, the very first edition of Fuck You Mean. <laughs> this is a special <laughs> de- debate <laughs> debate podcast here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Before we jump into this, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button on Podbean or iTunes. You know, give us our ratings, help us you know, get moved up in the, the charts there. So we're like trying to said, come up. Right, we're trying to get over out here. Yeah. So like I said, it's a special episode. We have a debate between uh, the host of One Nation Radio, Rich Latta, and one of the hosts of the SMC podcast, Rance Morris. And we also have James Boyd from One Nation Radio kind of being our fact checker or black checker, making sure <laughs> the, <laughs> make sure everybody's up and up and up on what they're talking about. So how's everybody doing? Well, before we go any further, I want y'all to understand how happy I am. We really call this fuck you mean. Like I'm so happy right now. <laughs> I'm so happy. Uh, I would assume the premise behind it is like, you know, imagine somebody says something that you think's absurd and the, the first thing that comes to your mind is, fuck you mean, bro? Like, you know, that, so it, so basically that, every com- basically every wrestling conversation I've ever had with you and James. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> if if y'all ain't know, man, uh before I, we ever got in the podcast game, you know, I would listen to Rich, I would listen to James and they they brought me on one time. And we, we get, like, they homies. It's so much love between all three of us. All four of us with Jeremy. But they never agree with anything I've ever said. Ever. So that's what makes it interesting. It was, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you said something this week where you were talking about Enzo. Where you were you were saying, like, I, I fully expected you to pick Enzo to win the oh, no. belt. No. And all that. Like, no. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I was one of the biggest guys saying Enzo should be in the cruiserweight division. He ain't supposed to win the belt, though. That's a whole different conversation. All right. All right. We know you ain't, you ain't way out there in the desert, but let's get to it, man. <laughs> all right. So I've, I believe the topics that we're going to be covering tonight, we're going to be talking about the whole uh, Jinder Mahal promos that happened this past week on SmackDown. And we're going to be talking about the... Uh, John Cena and Roman Reigns promos. So let's let's start off with uh, the gender stuff. And uh, Rance, let's hear your opening statement on your position on the the whole gender stuff that's been going on. Okay, ladies and gentlemen of the jury and fuck you mean podcast, I would like to. No, I'm playing. All seriousness, before we start, especially with what's happened this past day and a half, I need to say that I ain't with the racism bullshit. I'm I'm a black man. I'm a proud black man from the hood in Houston, Texas. So I understand that there is not a place for any ignorance in the world. I'm with that. I'm completely on your side with that. Your opening arguments uh, or your opening dialogue on the last episode of One Nation Radio, you spoke so much truth. However, I got no problem with you having a problem with that, with that, what he said. I got no problem with that. But in the same breath, if we're going to accept stuff like Karen Owens headbutting a dude and a uh, 72-year-old dude in the face or telling uh, Shane you should have died in the plane crash, your family would be better off. Like, there's so much ignorant stuff on a weekly basis on all wrestling, let alone all entertainment, that I feel like we rush 
to jump to this one thing, and I feel like most of it is because we just don't like gender. And, you know, if we want to call out everything on an individual basis, then I'm good with that. I'm a big dude on consistency. So if, if everything, if you're going to all, and y'all guys are fairly consistent on most of the stuff. I don't want to say you're not. But y'all also are big gender haters. And that's completely within your right. I'm a gender supporter, only that I appreciated the fact that it was a new thing. Dude is busting his ass for the spot he's in. And you know what? If it, you know, it's not killing me. It does. I don't hate it. You know, I'm not like his biggest fan, but I don't hate it. But, uh, you know, you guys are fairly consistent. But we also have to understand, like, if you really want to analyze every single thing mm. dudes say in wrestling, there's not going to be wrestling. If you're going to analyze every single thing dudes say in entertainment, then there's no entertainment. That's the whole purpose of the original the original point of the First Amendment is, you know what, you can probably get some backlash, but you got the right to say what the fuck you want to say. I want to start there before we go any further. All right, Rich, let's get your opening statement. All right, um, so Jinder Mahal basically came out here um, Tuesday and continued what pretty much, it, it seemed like they tried to get started last week. Uh, one one part, you know, I wanted to make clear uh, to Rance, yes, we do not like Jinder Mahal, clearly. But this is more a criticism of WWE as a whole than it is of Jinder Mahal because we know they've had a history of doing this stuff and a popular thing that I've seen on, you know, you know, in response to a, a lot of the posts and everything is, well, we've seen way worse than that. That doesn't make it okay. You right. You know, you, know, right. I, you know, I, I was there when, you know, watching DX and blackface, the baby faces, I might add twice. There's there, like, yeah. And, and personally, like, like you, you, like you were saying, there won't be entertainment, but I don't find you know racism entertaining. So, <laughs> um, the you know when I when I saw that, it's just like WWE's claim to be this progressive you know sports entertainment company. They're not wrestling. This was the closest thing I've seen to 1980s wrestling. You know, like in mid south, like you know, I could have pictured that happening to like the Great Kabuki or something. Like <laughs> and. You know, I, with all the diverse backgrounds of all the people that are in WWE, I would think WWE would like to challenge themselves and me being, you know, a fan that demands them to pump out new creative stuff. I'm wondering why they're stuck recycling the the racism bullshit with a dude that you have in Nakamura who is so special who doesn't, what did he do to earn this? You know, if you're another Japanese performer, like if you're Oscar or Kyrie Sane looking at this, like, wow, are they gonna make fun of the way I talk too? And I'm out here struggling with the language, like, come on, man. But I can leave it there. Okay. All right. Rance, floor is yours. Let's hear your response to Rich's state opening statement. So uh, you know, you said one thing that really, really resonated with me and that it's not entertaining to you. And I respect that, but everything in wrestling isn't always supposed to be entertaining. It's a story. Uh, I liken it to, I don't know if you guys watched The Walking Dead. The, the season when they were at the, uh, at the prison, there were a lot of really slow episodes, right? But the point of those slow episodes was to build up the little small nuances and the little things that made those last two, three, four episodes so great. 
you know, it can't be action, 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 action all the time. There has to be some nuance and some context with the story. So when you have, uh, at least from my standpoint, I can't speak for anybody else. When you have a heel in wrestling, especially, as you've pointed out, a heel in the classic vein, the old 1980s wrestling classic vein like gender is, uh, you know, sometimes you can't you can't expect a heel to always do something you're going to want to see or like. Now, there are limits. There are levels. I'm with that. I'm with that. And I don't and I'm, I don't support any what he's what he said or the whole point of the promo. I don't. However, the the desired reaction that they want is what you're giving. It's not like you're going to automatically say, I'm not going to watch no more. Because if you're going to say that, then, yeah, they messed up. You're going to watch, you're going to watch No Mercy tonight or tomorrow. You're going to watch Raw Monday, SmackDown Tuesday. But your hatred for gender and your love for Shinsuke have both grown exponentially. So... While it wasn't the right path to get there, they're getting where they want to get. Because I guarantee you, you know how much more the crowd, especially the people who don't even believe gender should be in its spot, are going to push that much harder to want to see Shinsuke win at Hell in a Cell, or if they have a rematch at Survivor Series, or whenever they wrestle. Now, the, the, the want for this dude to lose the title is so much stronger that it was already was, and it was already at a fever pitch. So, you know, when you say entertaining, like, I feel like because we're in this era of wrestling where we know so much and we can talk to these guys and kind of, you know, feel like, you know, we're a part of the business as much as they are, which we're really not. We much more than we used to be. But, you know, we have to remember that every heel ain't supposed to be likable. Every heel ain't supposed to be cool. Every heel ain't supposed to do stuff that make us talk about tomorrow and say, man, that was cool. Did you see that? No, they really supposed to piss you off sometimes. All right. Let's throw the floor over to Rich now. Rich, let's hear your response to Rance's uh, little statement there. Uh, I, I don't think it was WWE's goal for national media to be slamming them, you know, a, a, as being behind the times. And, you know, you got Washington Post, like, you know, picking this stuff up and the crowd chanting, that's too far. I think James made a great point on the show last week. Like this crowd, like, you know, WWE fans, like they know him for, for saying like ridiculous fuck shit to people all the time. And if they were like, yo, that's, that's too far. Like, you know, they hit on something, but at the same time, like that crowd is normally largely down with the racism that gender slash WWE, the people who are scripting his promos line for line, they are down with the rhetoric that, He's conveying there. So it's, it's really strange. We know gender can't, or excuse me, we know Nakamura can't defend himself on the microphone, you know. And, you know, when it comes to the fact of, you know, you say, you know, he's a heel, it's just, to me, that's just a cop out, man. Like, it, it really is. Like, they, the, the, the heat is on the company and it's been on the company and it's been on the company and something we'll get to later. You know, pretty much WWE's cast themselves in the role of the heel, you know, back, I want to say, around the 2015 Royal Rumble, you know, where they decided, like, you know what, we're about to start doing this shit our way. And, you know, these words are coming directly from them, and it's just, it's real problematic. Like, and 
I these guys that are in these roles, it's real hard for me to take them serious because A, we know they're not writing this stuff. And B, it's directly backstage. There, there's a control freak back there running everything. And then when that stuff comes from them, I just can't rot with it. All right, rants. So it's no secret creative is pretty bad. It's no secret. We know that. It's no secret that uh, the writers don't capture the voices of the people that they're writing for. More often than not. Uh, you got your few that have some leeway, like Bray Wyatt sounds like that. You know, that's really him. Dean Ambrose sounds like that. Like, you got your people that have kind of traversed through that uh, gray area, but for the most part, we know that they writing and they really don't sound like the person that they're writing for. We know that. So, so all that, we know that we know gender didn't sit back in the back and write their promo. We know that, but we also have to understand, man, like you say that saying is a heel is a cop out. It might be, but the whole point of wrestling dog was for a dude to say some real fuck shit, to say some real, offensive stuff to get the crowd so I mean JBL was goose stepping and you know and problematic very much so and he got in trouble for it but I'm saying that was we're so we're so much more politically correct now and I'm not saying that's a bad thing I'm not I think it's a good thing but you know so okay let me let me flip it like this and I hate to you I'm a black dude so I only I can only use what I know right I hate to use these as examples, but you watch a movie like 12 Years Years a Slave, right? The -hmm. whole point of that movie was to be a period piece where they used the N-word and, you know, black people were ostracized and treated as they were back in the 1800s, right? And, you know, so if if we're really going to crack down on, you know, the rhetoric we use in entertainment, then that movie couldn't be told but the story of that movie was a powerful story right the nate parker story the story i've never i haven't seen the movie but i know i know the actual you know the thing that happened the rhetoric of that story was very racist but the point of it and what happened was very powerful and uplifting so i'm with you this is not cool and it's not right but everything ain't supposed to be right in the guise of entertainment and you say be better, I'd really, really question what would be better under the guise of wrestling. Like, I'm not talking about, you know, random dude walking down the street seeing a Japanese dude and calling him Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, he should get his ass whooped. I'll probably help. Like, that's, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm talking about characters playing a role that are supposed to lead to a conflict. Right? So, that's, what, that's all I'm talking about. We have a dude, and and then y'all haven't really talked about the beautiful nuances of the story uh, in the Facebook group, uh, Rest in Square Circle. Dellen, actually, even though he hates it, has really pointed to the rhetoric of the actual beauty of the nuance of the story. That gender has the whole point of his rise has been you guys think I'm different because I look different. Right. But now he's doing the same xenophobic stuff to another dude who's actually from his side of the world. So I think the nuance in that, if you really look at it, is beautiful from a story writing perspective because the dude has really started to believe in his own bullshit. Right? This is a dude that we know if we follow the story. Six months ago was jobbing. Right? Six months ago, people were asking why is he in the company. 
And all of a sudden, he got a lucky break, found two dudes that'll sacrifice their life for him, and now he's a champ for three, four months. So, of course, he's going to believe his own bullshit, right? So, with that being said, it's easy to see from a, sto- from a story guy, from the guise of a story, it's easy to see him, his whole stick being, I don't like what y'all are saying to me, how you treat me, and then him going to do the same thing to the dude. A dude who, you've eloquently stated, can't defend himself verbally. But, you know what? When he get in that ring and when that violin hit and when that, the crowd starts singing the violin part and he get ready to Kinshasa, Kinshasa the hell out of gender, y'all gonna lose y'all minds. And you're gonna lose your minds that much more because the dude who was wrong who can't stick up for himself adequately is going to finally get over. Now, will he win at Hell in a Cell? I don't know. I don't write. I don't write. I don't know. I honestly think he's gonna win a, a Survivor Series at a bigger show. So he could dance for 15 minutes like he was supposed to at SummerSlam. I don't think he's going to win a Hell in a Cell. But he, somebody's going to get over on gender eventually. Somebody's got to get over. He's not going to hold the title for, for 25 years like Bruno. Right? Somebody's going to get over on this dude. And when that moment happens, I guarantee you, there's going to be a moment in the crowd of pure joy when gender has finally been chopped down to size. And it wouldn't have been as important. It wouldn't have been as much of a big of a deal. Hell, it wouldn't have been as mainstream with Washington Post picking up the story if they didn't piss somebody off. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and throw it over to Rich. All right. So, like, with the whole thing, like, you know, Washington Post picking it up. There is, like, you know, an old adage, which I believe fools believe in. Like, as long as they're talking about you. You know, it's good. No, because you have to actually listen to what they're saying. And I feel like, you know, the WWE Championship being at the center of this feud is no longer at the center of this feud. This is a company trying to make up for a dude who is losing subscribers in his own country or, quote unquote, his own country. Um, You know, what their clear goal is, you know, a guy that's so under where you can look at these arenas. And these in these photos and SmackDown is doing horribly, you know, on his watch. And I don't know what they're doing, you know, and they stick pretty much, you know, when when they when they're in a situation where, you know, it feels uncomfortable, it's unnatural, but you know, they have all their plans, they revert to what they know. And what they know are tropes and you know, things like that. And I feel like they um you know, the thing is, like, we're supposed to be past all this, you know, in wrestling, you know, is <laughs> you would think we'd be past all this, but apparently we're not. And that's that's just very disappointing to me. That's why that's why all the outrage exists. Like, if this was just cool, you know, we wouldn't have had all this outrage. We probably wouldn't be doing this show right now if this was cool. Like, if I didn't feel offended by it or, you know, a lot of the, the Internet, like, pretty much, like, just lost their minds on it. And then there's another, like. Like, Ranch, you represent a lot of people, like, the way you feel, like, like, grow up, pussy. Like, you know, like, like if this is the Attitude Era, Wait, you know, whatever. But that's not my is, sentiment. It's that's not. not my sentiment. But I, I would say those people would fall in line more on your side of the fence than they would on mine. So not necessarily saying you're telling, t- saying that. But the thing is, like, I think, you know... <sighs> the championship is lost, you know, and 
It stinks. Like it, it really does stink. All right, let's uh, go ahead and get uh, kind of the final statements on the gender promo issue. So, Rance, go ahead and let's get your your final statement on the gender promos. Okay. Uh, so you uh, you know I, I I really agree with a lot of what you're saying more than people probably think I do. Because you're right. When you get your back in the corner, you go back to what you know, right? For example, I'm I'm gonna put it in music terms. If you're if you're a trap rapper, you could try all you want to be lyrical, but eventually, if you're not selling, what you gonna get back to? Trap rapping, right? Is you get back to what you know, right? If you're if you're a three point shooter in basketball, you try to dunk or get to the paint. Eventually, if that's not working, you are gonna get back to what brought you to the game, right? That's what it is. So yes, uh. They go back to their tropes, and that is something that should be addressed and something that should be changed. I'm with you on that. However, only one of the two people in this situation is being used as a trope, and that's gender. Because Nakamura, you, he may be, uh, gender may be setting him up for a trope. However, Nakamura isn't sticking by it. If you look at the dude, you watch the dude, any of that. Like, it's one thing to say something about somebody. It's another thing to believe it. Nakamura is one of the most unique characters we may have ever seen in the history of wrestling, especially WWE. Like this is this dude. When when you describe a dude as a mix of Michael Jackson and Freddie Mercury with hands, like that's not something you see every day. And Nakamura is extremely, extremely unique. And Nakamura is so unique. I mean, he's a unicorn. That maybe you disagree with this, but I don't think uh, a promo where he basically said "nana nana boo boo." you know, I'm going to talk about the way you look. It's going to make a crowd all of a sudden say, oh, I don't like him. He's no good. No, the crowd loves this dude that much more. And, uh, you know, we should get past past using low-hanging fruit. But when you're writing TV every day, it's not an excuse, but it's a reason. When you're writing TV and you're writing scripts for this four days a week, Eventually, you're going to do something stupid. And I'm not sticking up for them because they shouldn't. They get paid for this. This is their job. If I fuck up on my job, I get reprimanded. It is what it is. But, you know, I really do think that while this was stupid, the point and the desired reaction they may have wanted to get, I think it's still going to end up where they wanted to get it. So, you know, I don't, I don't, finally, I don't, I don't support it. I don't like what he said i think things should be different but shinsuke is way too powerful to let you know i mean this isn't picky james where mickey was on the way out anyway and there was nothing that the crowd could do because the crowd didn't care about mickey at that point they felt bad for her but they didn't care about her the crowd loves shinsuke so it's gonna do nothing else but give him much more fervor and much more energy and much more crowd reaction to finally want to I don't want to call gender the mountain, but finally chop the mountain down. And when that happens, you're going to be out there dancing like a jug, like Shinsuke is. All y'all going to be happy. So that's the point of wrestling is to take bad things and make good stories out of them. All right, Rich, let's get your uh, closing statement. Shinsuke Nakamura came in from day one and we all wanted him to be champion immediately. If you look at the night after WrestleMania, it looked like, you know, it looked like Michael Jackson essentially was in the ring the way people were losing their damn minds and 
the first week it was all set up. He had ridiculous momentum. So what did they do? They don't let him wrestle for a month and a half on, on TV. <laughs> they take him off and, and make him work the dark main event, which is the spot that you know was reserved for Cena in most cases. So after that, what did they do? They give him Dolph Ziggler, who who is so sapped of his heat, he had to completely reinvent his gimmick all over again, and is gonna work uh, and get over again. So. Sh- Shout out to Dolph Ziggler for um for rising above all that bullshit. But what they did was they had him, you know, go 80-20 matches with, with Dolph Ziggler and, you know, had the whole Baron Corbin thing and have him get kicked in the dick on pay-per-view and just cool him down from, you know, they're doing a, you know, cool him down from a spot that he was already ready for. Like, people were already nuts over this dude. Now, is it the best thing to to give the dude the belt on day one? No, I'm not saying that. But the thing was, he was already there. He beats John Cena clean as a sheet. SummerSlam finna be a breeze. Not quite. They have him lose to this dude who, he, well, he got in a feud with a dude that has no business of being champion, whatever. Loses. And then, you know... All this whole time, you know, uh, to backtrack a bit, during the Corbin stuff, there was a lot of whispers going around. It was like, well, what's the big deal about Nakamura? I don't see what's so special. He's not he's not doing anything, you know, whatever. But they weren't putting him in, you know, the they, he, they weren't giving the opponents or the finishes to really or match layouts to really do anything. And then he gets to this and it's like. Y'all are taking the long way essentially to get back to the highway that y'all were already on. And then once we come to, you know, fast forward to the racist promos and everything like that, this is the first time that WWE, you know, as you mentioned, Nakamura is a completely unique guy. He's their first Asian main eventer essentially ever, right? And then they they just couldn't help themselves. Like, they, they just couldn't help themselves, like, you know... To, to start going there and it's just shameful to me you know and it's not going to change it, it's just not and you mentioned you know, like you know it's not going to make me quit watching wrestling yes because wrestling is something that that I love I've loved it since I was seven six seven years old and, and WWE has signed a lot of the guys that I like to watch so, so they kind of <laughs> got me checkmated right there but at the same time like it's like, bro, like y'all ain't gonna y'all ain't gonna do nothing. Like, bro, I'm scared to death of, of seeing Biggie challenge for the title now. What are they gonna do then? <laughs> They're not gonna make him stop simple be, like y'all look, said. We They're gonna, gonna be real mad on, on this show if they if they start saying, yeah, you know, uh, we gonna change Biggie's music to some. <laughs> like, nah, man. Like, it, the thing is, like, the, I I just can't trust them. Like, and then. The elephant in the room. We don't know if Nakamura is gonna beat this this quote unquote racist. You know, <laughs> like like come on, man. Like like we 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 seen the Triple H and Booker T stuff and what happened? They they do it their own way. So I don't know, man. I I I think we're you know we're still far apart on this, but I think we understand a little bit more where each other's coming from. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, everybody that's listening, we wanted to hear your feedback. Follow us at Social Suplex on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We want to hear what side of the fence are you on? Are you on kind of Rich's point of view or are you on Rance's point of view? 
So hit us up on the comments and the rest of the square circle. We want to know where you guys stand and get your opinion on this. Y'all down with racism? No. <laughs> That's how you'll set me up? My side is racism? Wow. <laughs> wow. Don't listen to what he said. In fact, I'm probably going to edit that out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right. All right. So now we're gonna move on to our next topic of this debate. Tomorrow night, uh, we're recording this on Saturday. So tomorrow is the big No Mercy pay per view event on the WWE no Network. We're getting our WrestleMania. Uh, Rich, I believe you called it WrestleMania uh, 33 and a half. That's accurate. Uh, That's accurate. We have the big Brock Lesnar uh, versus Braun Strowman Universal Title match, and then we also have John Cena versus Roman Reigns, a match that probably should have they should have held off for WrestleMania 34, but hey, they want to go ahead and just throw it out here for no mercy for some reason. But this debate is we're going to be breaking down kind of who had the kind of better promos between John Cena and Roman Reigns and. You know, there's a, a lot of debate on the internet whether uh, Reigns had the better promos, Cena had the better promos, if Cena was burying Reigns, if Reigns had the right comebacks. So let's hear where Rich and Reigns stand on these promos. Uh, Rich, let's hear your opening statement. All right. Um, John Cena, when he first came on the scene, dude started as a battle rapper. Um, well, he didn't start that way. He evolved into it. Um, but his whole thing was to and he'll this is more problematic shit his whole thing was to call someone some type of gay in his rap <laughs> event i, I guarantee forgot about you, that yeah watch every single one every single john cena promo and james little brother pointed this out to us every single like rap like there's something like ridiculous but there's also like truth in there so i felt like john cena came out here and 3 would this man pretty much every sense of anything like, and he went ahead and hit this man where it hurt. Like, like bad. Like, he, he took all the things that everyone has, you know, has said kind of under the surface and then held the mirror up to Roman Reigns. Like, this is what they're saying. This is what they think about you. You know, in the words of uh, Ice Cube. But with Reigns, what they did with him was they had him come out here and, and speak these alternative facts in these work shoots and that just doesn't land. You know, when Cena is coming out here and hitting you with the real, people are starting to hit yes chance. So, I handed to Rance. Alright, Rance, let's hear your opening statement. Ooh, I'm ready for this one. Um, So, I want to get full disclosure, and I promise you guys who are listening, and Rich and James and Jeremy knows about me, I'm, I'm a Roman Reigns fan, but I'm not going to let my fandom skew what I'm saying. I'm going to speak from a place of what I hope to be factual, uh, factual place. So, uh, first and foremost, and I'm about to say some, it's probably going to sound stupid, and I don't mean to be, you know, this dude to say that, but, you know, wrestling is a scripted entertainment venue. We know that. I don't mean to say that to be, you know, I, I know that's insulting as hell to say something like that. I know. But the point, I, the reason I say that is because we get so invested in the shit. And sometimes we see something, we're like, oh shit, that was real. Look, bro, what Cena said, what Roman said, all three times was not a shoot. 
it was scripted, it was written by the fucking writers, and the parts that weren't written by the writers were already approved by Vince and Triple H, and so on and so forth. So when you say stuff like, uh, you know, Roman came out with alternative facts, and it wasn't hidden, he could say what he wants, true or factual, or, or fake, in a promo on a scripted show. So we're not talking about Joe Inouye versus John Cena. We're talking about Roman Reigns versus John Cena. So if, from a character standpoint, the stuff he said he believes. And yeah, in a real in real life, it's not completely factual. But the same thing with John Cena said, that's opinion too. You know what I'm saying? I realize that that resonates with y'all, the crowd, more often. It resonates when you hear stuff like, well, Roman Reigns is a bootleg uh corporate ass fake ass version of me like that makes y'all feel good because that's what y'all believe who but who says that's true that's an opinion so when you talk about alternative facts it works on both sides but you i feel like the crowd is is resonating towards what cena's been saying because one facts are facts that cena's better on the mic than him cena's one of the best dudes on the mic in history and number two y'all don't like roman in the spot he's in and got, like the push he's gotten. I respect that. I do. I've come to respect that. Now, you say he 3 0 this man. He did it. Cena won one. Cena won three. Roman won two. The reason I'm going to say Roman won promo battle number two is because it's it's not always what you say. It's how you say it. And it's the point you make, right? The whole point of what Roman has been saying, at least until promo three and on, running two, the whole point of what he's been saying is you you've been around all this time. You talk and you talk and you talk. You spin and you spin. This is what you do. I'm standing right here. Do something about it. And in promo two, he said that to his face. And what did John Cena do? He backed away. So I feel like, and you're a rapper, so I know you understand this better than most. That, you know, uh, you know, in a, in a battle rap, yeah, it, a lot of what a lot of what matters in winning a battle rap is the lyricism of what you say. But sometimes it's what you, how you say it and the point you make. I, I point to you, and this is a terrible, this is a terrible analogy. But if you watch Empire, when Frida Gatz uh, went at uh, at Hakeem when they had their rap battle, and Frida was spitting that reel and hitting them with lyrics, Hakeem got the crowd involved and hit like one punchline. He won. You know, it's 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 not always about you know how great the words you say or. Is you know the, 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 you, does what you physically say resonate with me from a from a melodic point of view? No, Roman made his point, and John Cena couldn't back up his point. Roman won promo two, and I, and I, I just I believe that in my heart. You can't say you want to talk. Okay, cool. Put this mic down and fight me. And a dude walks away, and you're telling me that he won. You just can't. You can't tell me that. All right, let's uh, throw it over to Rich. Let's hear your well, hold response. On real quick, real quick. Um, th- once you say that he came in, though, uh, Rance, like you gotta admit he was fresh off a twenty-minute match. Yeah, but that was the point. Again, if you so, uh, I think it was y'all. And this is a, and this is also a promo. This is also a promo where he comes in and says that you know you say that you're great, but that you're that you're great and you're still the top guy, but it takes you twenty minutes to be the rookie. Right, and then. And then he's like, so which one is it? Are you full of crap or are you getting washed? And then the very next week, look who's also in a 20-minute match with Jason right. Jordan. And it's entertainment. That's the point. Like, okay, so so I know I know it's Rich's turn, Jeremy. Just give me a sec. All right, go ahead. 
I feel like sometimes you guys look at these situations as if you're really in the scope of wrestling. I do. Because, you know, especially with these guys that you guys don't like or you guys don't respect or you're not fans of. Roman in particular in this situation. And I say that because if any other heel or any other character who was an egomaniac or, you know, in that type, in that vein of character, were to say some ignorant stuff like that, right? And then come back and get his sort of comeuppance, say to a dude, oh, well, you know, you're supposed to be bad, you're supposed to be tough, but you let this rookie take you 20 minutes. And then the next week, he takes him 20 minutes. Like, that's storytelling. The point of that is Roman is in over his head. Roman has been pushed to the moon. Roman has accomplished everything a wrestler can accomplish in the company. And he did the biggest thing that in our generation a wrestler can do. He beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania and ain't nobody seen dude since. That's bigger than winning the title. I'm sorry. To me it is. However, since that moment, he's taken the pinfall at every single show pay-per-view. He's been he's been beaten every pay-per-view. So we're looking at a guy who's living off in a reputation he's built over three, four, five years that he's not living up to right now, but he's so in his own mind. Remember the promo after WrestleMania? It's my yard now, right? He's, he's so in his own mind. He feels like he's so above the bullshit that he can say things like that, knowing that maybe they not, may not be true to the crowd, but they're true to me. It's a storytelling trope. So now he gets humbled in a sense because at the end of the Roman versus Jason Jordan match, what happened? He walked up to Jason Jordan. He shook his hand and said, you know what? I see you, right? That it, he he realized I was, I was talking a lot of shit. This kid's pretty good. So, you know, like look at wrestling is a story, dog. It's a story. Look at it from the story. All right, let's get Rich in here. All right. Now, I'm glad you brought up that part about the rap battle because I've been in several in my life, and, you know, I feel like I've only lost, like, one of them, rightfully. Um, and I'll, I'll bring up, like, Jay-Z and Nas. We're, we're roughly around the same age, Rance. Like, yeah. I'll just ask you this, and this will this will tell me what pretty much to say. Like, who do you think won that battle? The battle? Yeah. Nas. Nice. Okay, so, all right. Now, I'm a person that thinks Jay-Z won the battle. Why? Because of facts. A lot of them. So, okay. pretty much like, like you know, like you can tell me, you know, I'm ugly or, like, if I was in a rap battle, right? Mm-hmm. If, you, if you tell me that, you know, I'm ugly or my clothes don't look good, like, cool. You know, it, it might spark a couple laughs or whatever, you know. But, you know, if I rear back and hit you with, like, yo, you've got four kids you know, and you don't see any of them. You're a deadbeat father, and your baby mother's out here in these trees getting ran through. And by the way, I've got your credit score for the world to see here. That's just going to hit harder and cut you. Okay. And that's what these kind of promos that these guys were cutting on each other were designed to do. It was designed to cut sure, them. Sure. And when it came to that, like, you know, as far as, like, everything being approved, I don't know if it was approved when Cena was like, hey, bro, you basically, you forgetting your lines, and if you want to be the big dog, you need to cut a promo right. I don't think that was, that was, that was, that's the one part that all the time. 
And you notice it, it fired up Roman for the record. But that was the one part that was completely off the top. You're right. Like, you know, pretty much, you know, when – and I'll tell you, like, you know, just a couple examples or whatever, like, uh, of, the, of, the, of the truth, like, really hitting people. Like, it always means the truth weighs a lot more than lies. They just do. And, you know – it's like you also said it's like it's not what you say it is how you or it's not what what you said it's not what it's, you say it's it, how you say it's it. It's not always what you say it's how you say it and the point you make with what you say. But I'm, I will say like when what you're saying is bullshit, <laughs> it, it doesn't quite you know go when when he when he says hey I've had you know more good matches than you in the last two years than you've had in your career that's clearly bullshit. Yeah, but come on, Rich. It's it's but it's it's not it's real. Bullshit. But it's not real. But it's bullshit. But okay. it is real. Right, but okay. I, I don't want to interrupt you, man. I, I really want you to finish okay. your point. I don't want to interrupt. Okay. You. Yeah. So 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 when the Undertaker told Triple H, "Hey, your best friend Shawn Michaels, he couldn't beat me, and by the way, he's better than you." You know that stuck to Triple H. Yeah. And that stuck stuck with all the fans who always thought, "Hey, man, Sean's always been the A guy. Triple H is his young boy. No matter how much many world titles <laughs> Triple H won, yeah, or whatever." Triple H. <laughs> when, when, and, and then and look, I got another one for you. When Triple H told CM Punk, "Like, hey, I'm gonna whoop your skinny fat ass," like that, like just ethered him, killed him, like because look, look at the guy. Like it's a fact. Like <laughs> you know, like and then also you know like. Back to the point where about the corporately created bootleg, that's been the rap on him from day one. You can look at how the crowd reacts to him. It's, it's the same thing. Like, yo, we want the kids and the women to cheer for Roman Reigns. And if he's getting booed by the adult males, fine. And they're not going to turn him. It's the same deal. Like, that's always been the whole thing. So when he says that, and Cena being the first guy to really be able to bring it to Reigns like that, because look at all these Roman Reigns feuds, bro. And I'll evoke James on this one. Me and James are Roman Reigns fans. I have been a Roman Reigns fan from day one. James? Yeah, that's factually correct. So, the thing is, I would look at Roman Reigns like, yo, come on, man. Come on, man. Oh, and then oh, he would, sorry, he would sorry, do this. Sorry, Rich. Sorry, Rich. In fact, um, after the Shield broke up, Rich wanted them to hot shot the title to Reigns. And, I, and me, I was like, uh, can we see a little bit more as a singles wrestler first? Like, can we get, like, one uh, like one feud first in, in the and, like, get that down first and make sure, like, this is actually the guy they can go ahead and, and, and set, set the rocket ship to? Okay. Yeah, that was, um, I believe that was Money in the Bank 2014. So when Cena and, basically and, said, like, okay. I just want to say real quick, and for more proof that Rich is a uh, Roman Reigns fan, there's, you know, a picture floating around on the internet, me and Rich in our Roman Reigns t-shirts. Yeah, 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 actually, I have seen that, yeah. Out, that out, about out there supporting. Yeah, right, and that was, like, right before the 2015 Royal Rumble or whatever. Right. So yeah. you should have seen Rich's face at TLC 2014 when uh, Reigns comes back after he took that hiatus because of the, uh, the the hernia issue, and then he de- he declared for the Royal Rumble. Like Rich was literally looking like he like he had just saw like a good like somebody he enjoyed like it's one of his favorite athletes just catch like a like a rape charge. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> so, wow. like, the thing is, like, when 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 a dude is allowed to bring that truth to him, when Cena's like, yo, I'm not, like, oh, yeah, you retired the Undertaker? Well, I'm not a bad, bad veteran with a bad hip. That's fact. Like, <laughs> so, because we saw the Undertaker get hip surgery right after. So, like, you know, like, I don't, you know, the, the facts always kind of resonate with me more, and it seems like it, it resonated with the people as well. All right, Rance, let's hear your response. I don't think it was the facts that resonated with the people. I think it was the fact that somebody from, uh, somebody, quote-unquote, put Roman in his place. Uh, you know, the crowd would have been happy if they said, you know, Roman, you look like a, whatever, because they don't like him like that. So now I'm so let's talk about this facts thing real quick. Okay, so if this was MMA, if this was a rap battle, if this was anything that resembled a real life situation, facts always matter. Absolutely, absolutely. If I'm honest with you, if I complete, if I'm completely honest with you, the only reason I feel like Nas won that battle is because uh, Ether is fired to me and Takeover is just a nice song. So you know, I I'm not the aficionado is to that level as I'm I'm sure you are because that's that's your craft so you know I can see to you that Jay-Z said a lot of true shit I, I get that uh it's just a personal preference for me with the Nas thing but that's real right like that's real life like not like Jay-Z's mama had to call him and say chill you going too far that's real life right what we're talking about is a scripted tv show where a dude is playing a role to Two different subsets of people, right? Roman is supposed to be a, a, I don't want to call him a heel, an antagonist to the male demographic and a hero to the women, to the children, and to the people that still rock with him, like me, you, and James, and Jeremy, right? That's the point. Rance. Yes, sir. Rance, I have a question. How is that any different from Cena? It's the same thing. But the difference okay. is, here's the difference. John Cena's been doing this 15 years. So even the people that hate dude respect him. Right? Is that fair? Well, I mean, they chant John Cena sucks at that man every week, but, but you know, they, I but guess. They chant like... at Kurt Angle, too. But that's a, it's, a, it's a respect thing, right? Some things just stick, right? You think you think Stone Cold wants everybody to say what every time he comes out? I'm sure he don't, but it's stuck. It's a, it's a, it's admiration from the crowd. If the crowd gives you a, a response every week, it for years it becomes an admiration type deal. You know, uh, Kurt Angle comes out and does the, you know, does the orchestra with you suck because he knows for the rest of my life they're gonna chant that to me, but I know they respect me. So Cena's gotten to a point now where he has become the old head, and people even understand, man. You know what? I, I may not have liked him then. He might have been overpushed, this, that, and the other. But you know what? I respect Dude Hustle. I may not like him, but I respect Dude Hustle. Basically how people feel, I'm a big in analogies. Basically how people felt about Kobe last year. People, a bunch of people hated Kobe, but they respected what he did. That's where that's where Cena is. Roman been in the game five years. Roman been in the game five years and got everything that people that been wrestled for 2025 they never got. So there's a disdain for Roman. So they may be in the same, they may be in the same field in the same subset, but there's a tremendous difference because of that uh, understanding with the crowd, right? So, you know, while Cena is playing to two different audiences as well, he's saying things, factual or not, 
that resonate to everybody, right? Everybody can kind of feel like, oh, well, Roman, yeah, you are kind of overpushed. Everybody can kind of feel like, well, Roman, you know, you have some good matches, but you really ain't done, you ain't got the resume John Cena got, right? Now, what Roman is saying is, while it might be not not completely factual in a scripted environment, is building fire for the fan base he already has because they mad that the people aren't under aren't trying to rock with him and not listen to what he's saying and he's continuing to make the other crowd who already doesn't like him hate him that much more the and you know what this is leading to right i guarantee you i will bet your money no mercy when they come out when they start they're gonna stand in the middle of that ring and they're gonna pull the hulk hogan rock or rock <laughs> and do the look both sides while the crowd is chanting crazy shit that's what they want to do. They want the crowd to be so in, they want things to be so incendiary. They want the crowd to be so hot, whether it's because they hate a dude, they like a dude, or they just don't like what someone said or not. They want the crowd to get to that point where the crowd is going to give a legendary pers- moment. Now, you know, will it be Toronto at 18? Probably not. But I guarantee you it's going to be a moment. It's going to be a moment. So, facts matter. I'm not going to sit and tell you they don't. They absolutely do matter. But this is wrestling. This is a, this is this is this is this is wrestling. This is a situation in which a dude, the Undertaker, uh, you know, tried to uh, crucify his boss's daughter, and then ended up working for the dude as the higher power six months later. It's wrestling, dog. It's they can do it really what they want. And if it That's makes Russo. That's Russo. That is <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Well <laughs> Hey. I gotta be respectful to Russo because we just did a Russo podcast and I'm trying to get him on the show. So I gotta be respectful. But um you I, and you're right, I get that. But I'm just saying that wrestling has always been a situation in which the impossible becomes possible. Right? And the ridiculous becomes normal. So Roman out here saying things that while they may not be 100% factual, he believes them in his mind as a character. He believes he really does all the shit. He, all the shit he got all those years for Roman can't wrestle. Right. And we all have come to understand and agree, especially people who aren't biased that Roman is a good entering hand. So Roman in, in his mind as a character, of course he thinks he the shit in the ring. Right. So, of course, he's going to say some bullshit like, well, I'm better than you than you've ever been. Yeah, we know that might not be factual, but he believes that. Revenue, whether you believe, whether you like it, agree with it or not, factually, revenue is higher than it's ever been three years in a row. So, Roman, while we can look and see a 12,000-seat arena only got 6,000 people in it, Roman going to say, well, I sell more tickets than you. It's just some, it's, it's shit talking. It's your mama so fat, right? It's, that's all it is. But you sitting there expecting dude to say, your mama's so fat, her, she has a body mass index of 35.2, and she has high cholesterol. It's not going to get nothing. All right, James, did you have anything? Yeah, I just... I got, I got another round, but... Oh, okay. oh, good, James. oh we good, baby. Okay. I, we, as long as y'all want, oh. we good. 
Yeah, like the fact checker thing. Like for me, the thing for me is like, okay, they're both baby, they're both baby faces that play heel to a certain uh, section or a certain large demographic or majority demographic of of the audience. So, like, for for them to both get, for them to both be uh, in this situation together, and when they both first are in the ring together with the mics in their hands, and both crowds yell, "You both suck." (laughs) <laughs> and then for one guy to, and then for and then for one guy to end where where they where he is, where one guy is like, one guy is more or less getting the the quote unquote baby is like being positioned as babyface. The other one is, and the and that guy is the oldest guy, like the guy that's about to like literally leave as soon as this feud is over with. I I just find it weird, and and then for them to like also like couch it by having Roman come out there and say, you know, ticket sales are 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 are, are high, revenue to the roof. Like, look, man, I understand that he has to play heel to some people, but, like, can you, like, at least, like, cut out the, the line about tickets at a half-empty stadium? Fuck's sake. Man, why why would you do, why would you do that? Because we watch it on TV. We don't see it as empty. But here's the thing, right? So, so he says that Cena makes a face and looks around at the crowd, and then you, all of a sudden all you got to do is, like, look around and then, like, wherever else you go, you can see pictures of it. No, no, you're right. Like it's really, it's, it's very, very. I understand. Like they're, you know, they're, they're. That's not canon. But at the same time, like, don't do that in a half-empty arena, please. Like, can y'all like at least help this dude out? And that's not a thing for me to say that like this makes Rome, like it makes Roman look bad. And a lot of stuff is like, it's not about Roman that looks bad. It's similar to like Jenner thing. Like they told him to go out there and say this. And these guys, because either they're young or B, they they don't have a backbone to stand up and say, no, I'm not going to say that stupid shit. They say it, and it makes them look bad and the company look bad. So that they can't, that they don't have anybody, that they don't put their foot down and say, look, I'm going to save you, Vince, and I'm going to save myself from looking like shit by, or looking like, a, in, in the words of Jim Cornette, a plate of piss by just saying, I'm putting my foot down, we're not doing this. But that's, and, and that's where we are now. That's way too meta, though, James. I, I hate the How fact that, that I, because I, because now when I, fans I watch, sold more tickets to any, I sold more tickets than anyone else, and it happened, or or so I sold more tickets than you did, John Cena. Like, okay, but John Cena has sold like. But, I, I, I to me, that's stupid. Just say the revenue. Just I get say you. the revenue. But when fans watch wrestling, why should we watch wrestling thinking that we're backstage watching wrestling? Why can't we just watch what we see on TV? If it's if it's, if it's stupid, on. if it's if it's hold on real quick, if it's stupid to you, then don't like the dude. That's the point. No, no. You want to know why? Why? Because just like um in the NBA or any other entertainment, uh, any any reality based entertainment type of situation, mm-hmm. the backstage ongoing things and how things are operated are, are generally speaking more interesting. Or the news, all that stuff is more interesting than the actual on on TV screen product. So everybody is dying to know, for example, what happened between LeBron and Kyrie. Right. What's going on with LeBron's moves in um, next summer? Uh, and you look at the NFL. Are they Black Bond and Kaepernick? Are they not? That's a huge thing. Every like, there's a reason why fantasy football is one of the major drivers of professional football. People want to people want to be a quote unquote part of this in a, mm-hmm. in a meta sense. So for you to say that, for to, to say that like because it's quote unquote entertainment, no, nah, it's like that's the same thing. But no, it's not because it's entertainment. Nobody cares about who the CGI guy was on Star Wars. We've oh, made... that's not true at all. 
This, no, that's not, not true at all. Okay. We just it was one okay, the was what was the number one trending topic a week or two ago was the fact that uh that J.A. Abrams is gonna is going to direct the ninth episode of Star Wars. No. Okay. That was, I, I didn't know that. That was trending that was a trending oh. topic? Yes. Yes, yes, number yes one it was. Topic. Yeah. From a negative standpoint. I don't know I don't know Star Wars, but, I, but I, I heard they got mad when they had black stormtroopers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like people lost their was the was the was the devil because he was a stormtrooper. Yeah. And he actually wasn't even a stormtrooper. He was just like he was like they added a new thing saying like okay, like we aren't doing clones anymore or whatever. They had explained it, but the fact that people lost their minds over it. But that's but that's that's another different topic. But the point is like the behind the scenes stuff is always or nowadays is as interesting or more interesting than what the actual product is. I and then you try that. to place on and then you place on and you place together what you see as far as behind the stage and how did that come to and how did that uh basically play a role in what you saw on the screen, meaning like the basketball game, the football game, whether or not there's politics and the fact that this guy is starting over this particular guy because of a contract situation or whatnot. And that plays and that plays a part into WWE, and they know it, and that's the reason why John Cena on his open on his first uh, promo with uh, with Roman said, "I'm still here because you can't do your job." Which was, was a hit your line. That was a hit right, your line. All right, here, all right, so, all right. Let's throw it to Rich. So pretty much like it's funny when when Reigns takes you know credit for the revenue and everything, right? What came around right is right before Roman Reigns started, um, you know, his ascent to the top. What the WWE Network? Yeah, the business model completely changed to where they put less emphasis on individual people to carry, you know, whatever, and then they they shifted like the business model. So he's taking credit for sales that he isn't quote unquote responsible for. <laughs> you know, so that 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 you know, we've seen Cena be the literal. He's drawn the literal biggest wrestling event of all time. You know, he's done it like twice. I want to say so. <laughs> so calling yourself like a bigger draw, like telling he's not selling tickets. Like, well, who is really selling tickets? If 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 Cena's not selling tickets, don't you mean WWE's not selling tickets? And by you know virtue of that, you're not selling tickets, Roman Reigns. You know, and then. The, or that revenue is not yours. It's one of the two. So, and at the same time, they're cutting spending. They're cutting pyro. They're, you know, and WWE's primary goal for Roman Reigns, regardless of what, you know, we have talked ourselves into, like, yo, they want him to be a heel to some people. They want him to be a baby face to others. Their primary goal is for Roman Reigns to be the biggest baby face they've ever produced. Roman Reigns has got to push like no one else in history. Except Hogan. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar? Uh, not to say. Brock Lesnar walked out. And, but, he, you know, but the push he got in two years is bigger than anything. It's, it's huge. This, two is, years. this is bigger. This is bigger. The, yes. Brock beat The Rock in six months, dog. No, it's not clean. Okay. Look, Roman Reigns was out there in the WrestleMania main event while he only had one feud ever on resume. <laughs> or excuse me, two. He okay. had two paper singles matches before that. That, no, <laughs> no, I, I can't agree with that, dog. I can't agree with that. I can't agree with that. When oh, you beat, when you beat Hulk Hogan in hold the on, Rock and almost Stone Cold in six months, no, dog, no, I can't agree with that. Rich, Rich, Rich are you finish? No, my bad. Right, keep... I'm sorry. That just was woo. All right, so like, and another another big part. I think we kind of touched on a little bit, like 
Reigns to a lot to a lot of people, regardless of you know these these guys, you know that he's he's beat at WrestleMania that were older and all that, and he you know he's done all this stuff. He hasn't earned his stripes yet. And pretty much similarly to you know the way people felt Cena hadn't earned his stripes when Rock came around. It's eerily, it's eerily similar in that sense. You have four WrestleMania main events in a row or three in a row. Why is there even a debate if you're the man in, in that sense? Why is there a debate at all? Like, and as James mentioned, the whole line about I'm still here because you can't do your job. That's like a, I need a funk flex bomb for that. Like, like, and also when you want to use reality with it, like, don't fuck around with it. Do it expeditiously. Like, we we judge the reality because that's the reality that they give us. So, I'm done. All right. James, did you have anything? Um, like, one, th- one thing I will say, Rich, as far as you saying that um, they've wanted him to be the top baby face or whatever, I don't know as much as the way they are now with, with them saying about how they love the shades of gray and they want to center things on personality. So, you know, like they, you know, I think it's a mistake, but they do, you know, turn people heel and face and they're still relatively about the same character. Like Charlotte has been a heel, has been a face, a heel and back to a face again. And she still it says that she's genetically superior and peacocks all around, all around the, the place. Um, so I think, the thing is, they want not necessarily to be the number one babyface, but the number one star is definitely uh, is definitely what their goal is with Roman. Even even if you know, even if like they so happen to you know do the right do the quote unquote right thing and make Braun Strowman the champion at least for the time being, um, until they decide to take the belt off of him and do get on with their plans for WrestleMania 34. Like their plan ultimately is to still try to position Roman Reigns as highly and as um as, as they as the draw as a top full time draw. Ultimately. All right, let's start with Durant. I agree with all that. Everything you said, James. I 100% agree with that. He's They're not trying to make him the number one babyface. They're trying to make him the number one star in wrestling. That's that's what it is. Um, and I feel like we, but we still, we as a fan base, still believe these reports that we read two or three years ago that they want him to be the number one babyface, and we believe that. Um, that's another conversation in itself. <clears throat> But, so, we're talking, we're talking about a company in which the, the owner wrestled a pay-per-view match against God. We're talking about a company in which an, an undead zombie who killed his family and his brother had his brother come back who was horrifically scarred in the face and have multiple matches, and then all of a sudden become best friends again. We're talking about a company that has a backwoods cult leader who can come in and out of the ring at will, and brings people to his to his compound, and throws uh, refrigerators on people who all of a sudden beat him to the arena. We're talking about a company in a sport. That has no rhyme or reason to the things that happen. So when people want to accept the ridiculousness of wrestling. And then want to come and be analytical of one particular point or part of the show. 
just don't sit right with me because it again i'm uh, i'm a big dude on consistency so if you really gonna analyze the show analyze the show don't analyze the one part that you want to analyze just because that took particular notice to you and we there's so many promos on these shows where people say ridiculous things right uh you know the miz has said some ridiculous stuff enzo says nothing but ridiculous stuff right this is this is this is that's the promo game you say something and your point is to get a reaction right but yet we never ever criticize i mean enzo notwithstanding because everybody criticized that dude but we never really go in depth of criticizing on a regular basis all these other promos with all this ridiculous stuff you know not on a regular basis but we're gonna sit here and go ham go full in on roman reigns because he said something that isn't 100 percent factual because all of a sudden 90 percent of the show is scripted is entertainment is fun is just something that happened and then that 10 percent all of a sudden became real right i can't rock with that then on the same breath you're gonna look at what cena said and because you agree with it it's true i can't rock with that now i'm not saying that there are not hints of truth in either person i'm not saying that there are hints of truth in what john cena said i'm with that but i just can't get with people wanting to all of a sudden criticize roman for saying something under the guise of the story and under the guise of his character in which we wouldn't criticize if Miss said it or Kevin Owens said it or AJ said it or any of that. We wouldn't criticize them. We haven't criticized them. You know what? In, in, in fact, if I, if, if, I, if I remember correctly, the only two guys I've ever, as long as it, it, as much as I can remember and as long as I've been in the, the Facebook group, I've really ever seen y'all criticize about what they say is Enzo or Bray. And that's because all they do is talk. They don't back up anything they say. All they do is talk. I, and I give y'all that. But don't, I mean, just like be consistent, dog. Like I'm not saying we know Roman ain't great on the mic. That's something that we know. That's something that he has owned up to. So I, I, I can understand if you don't rock with what he said or what he's saying because he's not great like Cena is. I'm with that. I, I can understand that. But the criticism of what he's saying because it's quote-unquote not true, which then takes away from what what he says to you, I can't get with that. That doesn't... I don't understand that. There's something in my brain that doesn't process that correctly. All right, James, you have anything? Wrap it up. Oh, I was gonna say a little yeah. bit more, but yeah. I'm I'm kind of surprised that Rand said to me saying that like the first time me and Rance ever interacted was me like saying that like like Triple H's like last uh, feud made no damn sense because of his promos. You talking about the one with Rollins? Yeah, like he said, I I got sick and tired of you because you started listening to the fans when a he was a heel at the time and he screwed him and that that was the first that's the first time me you ever interacted. You're talking about like you had said that all of the WrestleMania. Uh, a future most part made sense, and I like wrote a list of like all the bullshit, and then me and you went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Forgive me, I don't so remember that. Me, Forgive me, I don't remember. Okay, that. well, 
So that's why I'm kind of sitting there like, wait, what? Like I ain't the one that I'm not like I'm not the one that that like only picks on Bray Wyatt and Enzo. Like if you say bullshit, I say it's bullshit. Like AJ could have said, I'm the reason why. Like when he said, um, when he cut the promo on Shane after, uh, after he had basically went chasing after the title through hoops, and he had decided to beat up Shane later that night. He had cut a promo. Is uh, I say is akin to uh, Bret Hart pushing down Vince after the cage match to say. Uh, bullshit is, or I'm sorry, frustrated is a word for it. But he basically he said, um, "I'm the reason why you're, but I'm the reason why you guys are here. I'm the reason why you're busting the seats." And he was a heel at the time saying this. And even as a heel, he said that as opposed to revenue sky high, or I'm, I'm selling, I'm selling out, I'm selling out all the shows. So for so for me, like that's why you know, like I I. I like when people say garbage, I, I I call it out. So like you can look through any thread you want, whatever. If someone cuts a promo, because nine times or like not nine times, but like most of the time, you'll see me be like, wait, what? So I mean, maybe I don't know if you're talking about rich or if you just talk or if you're more or less um, framing this debate towards most people. But yeah. like I feel like me and rich, me and rich ain't the ones that you can throw that at. When I, when I talk, I talk in generalities. If I'm going to say y'all, I'm okay. definitely going to say y'all. But when okay. I talk, I talk in generalities. Right. Yeah. Y'all, again, I say I'm, 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 big, I'm big on consistency. I've listened to y'all for a while. We've been cool for a while. Y'all are fairly consistent. I mean, if you don't believe your consistency, listen to the lyrics of the One Nation Radio uh, intro. If you're putting out trash, literally, <laughs> if you're putting out trash, we're going to rip you to bits. Like, that, that, that's literally it. That's the gimmick. So I respect that. It's just... You know, I'm arguing the argument, not necessarily the arguer. Okay, that's fine. You have another round, or do you want to close yeah, the statement? I just, I just wanted to, like, wrap it up. Like, last thing to say, like, you know, to Rans' point, like, you know, we were saying we focus in on one part of the show, but, bro, like, all parts of the show are not the same. They don't get the same amount of time. They don't get the same amount of creative energy. They don't, you know, the, the performer's gimmicks typically aren't, you know, you know, if you're if you're looking at like all the a lot of the main eventers, I won't say all, but the large percent since like we've been watching wrestling, right? Like they've been got me. It's a new generation era, so it was like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Austin, until you get to like you know Cena, Triple H. These guys are largely CM Punk, Cena, or I already said Cena. Um, Brian, these Ryan. guys are. Uh, these guys, Daniel Bryan, these guys feel like extensions of themselves, and they live in, like, a reality kind of, you know, sense. But then, like you mentioned, the other guys, like Bray Wyatt, Kane, The Undertaker, hell, even, like, Alberto Del Rio, their characters are the height of unreality. So when those two, like, like, like Roman Reigns, I put him in that other, I don't put him in that unreality, like the Alberto Del Rio, where you clearly know, like, he's not a millionaire, or a millionaire, like, he's not the Mexican million dollar man, like, it's, it's like, yo, when you reside <laughs> on that side, we got to judge you with the real, like, <laughs> like, like, you're not Bray Wyatt spouting bullet, a cult leader, you know, like, like, doing all those gimmicks, you're not Duke the Dumpster's Rosie, you're not the goon, you know, <laughs> like, you, you are Roman Reigns, like, uh, a dude, they want to make money, like, all parts of the show are not the same, these are the guys that they want to be the big stars, like, in, Usually when you mix the those reality characters with the unreality characters, they kind of have to meet in the middle, right? But, you know, 
when we're dealing with two guys that are out of that reality sense, this is what we get. And that's what made CM Punk versus John Cena so special. Everything felt real from both sides, like from what they would present. And it was just like, haymaker, haymaker, haymaker. And then to John Cena and Daniel Bryan, where Cena absolutely ethered Daniel Bryan. He was like, yo, you talking all this shit about me? Like, I'm not a real wrestler, bro. First of all, look at my resume. Just because I'm not out here in high school gyms, you know, like I've been doing this shit from, from New York to, to Tokyo. Like, I'm the man. Like, it, it works. Like, the, the reality, like, you got to make sure your promos adhere to some, like, they, they can't be bullshit. Or else people going to be like, hey, your diamond's fake. They're cloudy and, and they chipped up. And, and that's how and, Roman Reigns was looking in a lot of these promos. Well, like, well Rich, hold on, hold on, hold on. Rich, hold on. I get what you're saying, but you're leaving out one part. The only real, dis- the only real, like, the only real, like, sort of, uh, what do you call it? Kind of like a, uh, a clause where you can, where you can, you know, spout, you know, bullshit. Like if you are a heel, and I mean, like, I don't mean like a John Cena, Roman Reigns, tweener heel. I mean like an actual heel, like a Kevin Owens can come out uh, and lie. Kevin, Kevin, come out there and Kevin, like Kevin, like Kevin Owens comes out and lies. Like he's been, he, like he's lying um, in his reasoning for why he hates, you know, and doing this whole entire thing with right now. So, so like you gotta admit, like the the heel part is like you can lie as a heel if you're a quote unquote reality heel. But I get, but for the most part, yeah, like uh, outside of that, you're sort of right. I'm done. All right, Rance, let's get your closing statement. So. I want to close, not necessarily talking about the Roman promo, but about kind of what James alluded to. Why do we have to always, why does everything always have to be the same in wrestling? We want them to evolve, but we want to evolve our fandom. So you just said, James, that unless you're a reality heel, you can't lie in a promo. Why? Why do you have to be... And that's, this is not rhetorical. If you want to answer that, by all means, you can. But uh, but why oh, do you because, have to... Because... You want to answer? I mean... Or, I'm to... sorry. Go ahead. Finish. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Finish. I'm sorry. My bad. No, it's all good, man. I understand. Just, this, is, this is a conversation. I get it. Um, but, I, it, you know, why do you have to be... Uh, why do you have to be a face when everything you do is healed? It's just because the uh announcers say good things about you you know like there are so much there are so much shades of gray in this generation of wrestling that i feel like we're still looking at wrestling as the good old boy versus the bad dude who's mean and there are some situations in which it's like that gender shinsuke being one of them but so much has shades of gray and I feel like we have to evolve with that. We're we're we as a fan base admonish WWE for not evolving. I mean, Rich talked about that earlier in the gender debate. You gotta evolve. You gotta be different. It's a different time, a different year. Be different. You're right, but that causes us to be different. So we have to receive what we're getting differently than we received in 2015, 2011, 20, 2005. We have to. You know, and I, I understand you can do whatever you want. I'm not trying to force anybody, but if we're going to be a conscientious, uh, educated fan like we call ourselves, like we try to be, you have to evolve with the times. 
So Roman may not be grade A, 100% old school, the way they drew it up, heel. No. But Roman is a heel in a lot of the things he says and does. The only babyface thing about him, really, is that Michael Cole says good things about him, and he has a subset of audience that cheers him. Other than that, most of the way he moves is heelish. Oh, and I'm sorry, the only other thing that's face babyface about him is most of the time he wrestles guys who would be considered aligned as a heel. But I feel like we have to adapt our thinking and look at things the way they're being presented to us and not look at things the way we think they should be presented or the way that we've always ingested them the way that we have in the past. So to say a guy like Roman can't say something that is not 100% factual because he's not a Kevin Owens type heel just it just don't make sense to me because Roman can say what he wants and his character is such that will believe the things he's saying so you know that's 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 really where the crux of my argument with the Roman Reigns situation lies in that us as, as fans we have to be better you if you if you want to hold the man to a legitimate standard by that's by all means, dog, do you. I, I, I'm never going to expect anybody else to be the fan I am because I realize I'm unique. Ain't many people like me when it comes to this wrestling fandom stuff. I know that. I've been in the game long <laughs> enough. I've ridden college since 2010. I've been a wrestling fan since I was six, and I'm, 30, I'm 29. So I get that. I understand that. But that doesn't mean that we don't have a responsibility as a fan if we're going to hold the company to be a, to a certain responsibility, that don't mean we don't have a responsibility as a fan to ingest things a certain way. If we're going to clamor for things to be different, we have to ingest things to be different. And I, and I don't think that's unreasonable to request. You know, the company has changed tremendously. And it may still have a lot of the negative aspects it had in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and even just a decade ago. I'm with that. I understand that. As long as Vince is there, things are always going to have some air of being the same. But they have tr- tremendously changed. You know, nowadays they're they're openly talking about. I mean, they have they have a show that openly Total Divas openly exposes the business, not in a wrestling standpoint, but like openly exposes the business. Like they're showing people dating that nobody knew it. Like we, you know what I'm saying? Like it's openly exposing the business, and they're cool with that. They have stories. They're supposed to business at WrestleMania. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Undertaker got out the ring and kissed his wife. When he done that? You know what I'm saying? So I just, I just, I, I really think we have to really, really adapt the way we think about wrestling, especially if we're going to be the type that demand them to adapt the way they present themselves to us. And that's pretty much where I want to end it for me. All right, Rance, you uh, asked uh, asked a question that I think James has the answer for. Go ahead, Doug. Yeah, okay. So, WWE, uh, as, they, as they love to build themselves, uh, they are sports entertainment. They're not pro wrestling. They are sports entertainment. So, the sports part is the action, the competition, um, and, you know, the wins and losses adding up to achieving whatever you want to achieve, whether it be punching, whether it be beating somebody up because they stole your your uh i don't know ring they your king of the, yeah they stole yeah they stole your, your your ring jacket or they cut it to shreds or uh you guys are both vying for each other against each other because you guys are fighting for uh a title or or, or something or something that they were fighting over right so 
on the other end, the entertainment part of it is uh, is the storytelling and also the gimmicks. So the storytelling part is um, if you compare it to any other TV show um, where you have baby, where you have uh, good guys, they're presented with obstacles, they stay, they they meet them, they don't succeed, they come back and they overcome eventually or whatever else, uh, or they don't based off of um, whatever story they want to tell it as the conclusion. So um, the protagonists are the good guys. Uh, they're the people that you're supposed to rock. That you're supposed to rock. Where you're supposed to actually like, like outside of a few com- outside of some comedies here and there, or ensembles. Like for the most part, the main protagonist is a likable character, unless they're unless the story is actually the the, the, t- the telling of their uh, or the telling of their t- turn. Like Breaking Bad, for example, perfect example. Um, leading out a path of of being basically just a bad per- a bad dude. So. Um, in order for you to like guys, they can't be, you know, necessarily dicks that often or all the time. Um, there's some, you know, you can be, uh, for example, um, uh, what's your boy's name from, um, uh, you can be Matt Damon's character in, uh, Good Will Hunting. Like you can be, Will uh, you know, a, yeah, you, yeah, 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 his name's Will Hunting. Yeah. It's in the damn, it's in the, <laughs> it's okay. I do that too sometimes. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, I have a yeah. Like you can be somebody with an edge or whatever. But the thing is, given that it's a three-hour show or a two-hour show, depending on which brand, and given that everybody has to get their their stuff onto the program as well, and we can't spend that much time with you on a week-to-week basis, your your segments, your promos, the TV that you're on, you have to portray. You have to get over your character. So what WWE gets gets around that with is basically common denominator type stuff tropes if you will so they do the the good the grinning good guy white me baby face for a reason because they you come out and you know like okay this is in line with whatever what other stuff i've actually been programming and understanding and then you know you take it and flip it and go other situations like you can be austin where you know when it comes to shoves you look at the action he's a good guy the the only part about him being a, a, a him having an edge is he's paranoid and word and doesn't want to ever be screwed over by anybody. So like he might you know he might make the save for somebody in the ring, but when it comes down to it, uh, after you high five me or whatever else, once you turn back around, I'm gonna stun you because I know you're coming for my title. So when it comes to the Reigns thing, is they have progressively gone further and further and further away from him actually being a guy from be, or being a guy that's actually has likable qualities, even though his actions are still clearly babyface aside from him trying to murder someone. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have you put but, that on my phone and that's going to be my wake up ringtone. Murder yeah, him. So, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, I have to think he's going to murder him. Um, so you look at the progression from he gets out of the shield um, and you know he has his moments or whatever where he's just like his whole thing is he's pretty much just a bad he's a badass like he's in a line of a babyface Batista a babyface Goldberg um just a, a a big tough strong dude that kicks ass and, and and you're supposed to get behind him because he wins a lot and you look at where he is since uh since he retired the Undertaker and he's being a dick he just flat out is um but. Like that's the that's the part of he's being a dick to a certain subset of the group because they realize that that his that he's not he's not the same thing to everybody in the audience. Like he's the same. Like he's the he's the guy you're supposed to boo if you're you know 
the, the demographic typical adult and or adult male. And then if you're a, if you're a, a female or if you're uh, a teenager or, or a young teenager or below, you still like him um, or whatever else. They're, that's what they're playing up. And the issue the issue for me on that is like you look at where they are with the company as far as all the people they position as good guys so far in the company um, lately or, or since Daniel Bryan and the only person they've made successful that was a quote-unquote um, good person has been Goldberg. Like That's crazy, you can, Yeah, and, and there's a reason, and, and the thing about that is like, it's clear that you can, if you book people on top um, well, as far as they win more than they lose, you don't embarrass them left and right, and you don't make them out to be jerks or seem like they're phony or ridiculous, like Bailey, for example. You're gonna be on, you're gonna be in good shape with your protagonist of the company, of your with your protagonist of the show. But when you do do what you do, where like you you, you split, you have your uh, your protagonist be a split like Cena, like Roman Reigns, all your other baby faces look like look like plates of piss. This is how you end up with dwindling, precipitously dwindling viewership over how many years now? So, if I may rebut like they, real quick, oh, I'm sorry, I know you're done. Go ahead, please. No, like they they they've said like this has been a company that historically has been built on having their good guys on top forever. Like if you look through the, the history of the title reigns of WWE, you see that like Buddy Rogers has the belt for 22 days. Yeah. Uh, then next thing you know, uh. Like, uh, 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 your boy Bruno. Bruno, Bruno has the belt for seven years, for like seven years, or sorry, four years, something like that. <laughs> for, for years, years. Yeah, for yeah. Years. forever, for seven years, Uninter- yeah, uninterrupted. Right, and then he loses the belt to Ivan Koloff, and then they give the belt to Pedro Morales, and he holds the belt for for a long ass time. Then in the same yeah. back and forth, and you look at like even like Backlund had the belt for four years, and then he loses it to uh to your boy uh yeah. Uh, oh my God! I can blame oh, on his Sheik. name. Sheik. Yeah, the Sheik. Sheik has the belt for like two months, and what do they do right after that? They start. They start Hulkamania for seven years for for like or however long that was. Like, and then you keep going, and then all of a sudden, like there was a change, <coughs> and that's where we are now. Like our protagonists are now like getting overran, and I think that's an issue. And but that's the re- and, and that's a part of it is like. The guys that you're supposed to be cheering for and the guys that are protagonists, people that are supposed to be the quote-unquote glue and the people that you follow for in the story because it's quote-unquote their story, they're the protagonists after all, they end up fucking losing. We got a bunch of losers that we're following. So if I may rebut real quick before we finish, um, I think everything you're saying is factually correct, but you're you're missing a huge part of the story that you're not acknowledging and that's the fact that the crowd has adapted and changed and grown up so the things we wanted or desired 30 40 50 years ago aren't the same things we desire now let's look at the top shows on television but Barrance, the thing about that is that's not true because the only success they've had as a babyface was literally uh, was literally a white meat babyface good guy. Yeah, that but, was a family man that didn't cuss, didn't drink beer. He just no, he came cussed. out and whooped ass. He cussed. He cussed quite often. Well, but, well, well I mean, I mean, big cuss words like F, F and S. Well, nobody does that on on the show. So uh, I, I hear what you're saying. But again, context, 
a big part of the reason Goldberg was so over was because they a lot of the crowd remembered who he was back then and they brought him back the way he was. They didn't bring him back to WWE like guy who had to talk and do some extra. No, they brought him back as the dude from WCW. You come in, okay. You, you know what I'm saying? So if he okay, was, if he fine. was a new All dude, right, if he was a new dude, if that's the case, then let's go back to the last good uh, huge baby face they had, Daniel Bryan. Okay, was he a nostalgia act? No, but Daniel Bryan took six, seven years to build up that groundswell. Did he not? He was with the company in 2010. Okay, and when and when did when was the when was the when did he get the big push? 2014, 2015. Summer 2013, he, built, he started. He started getting hotter than the sun. He built up to that over over a span of three years. Okay. Yeah. Was it 2010? I feel like he was there earlier than that. But no, but, he got. Uh, he was he the next. Came up 2010. Okay. Yeah. Well, came but I'm saying, but it wasn't just uh, Goldberg came in, and the second he got back, he was over. Daniel Bryan built up to that. In fact, Daniel Bryan got over. I'm, I, he was always like, I mean, got over as a heel, right? When the yes chance got, got over, over, he was still he was he still over. Over. he got over. Period. Okay, that's fine. But again, you're not getting any context. So what I'm trying to say is, you're right. What you're saying ain't wrong, but you're just not acknowledging the fact that the crowd has changed. So the crowd don't always want the same things that they wanted in 1965. They don't want that right I'm now. Not, I'm, I'm not saying that either. My point is, the ultimate issue is, they don't know how to build a baby face. And if you look at the pipeline and see the baby faces that they could possibly built like Daniel Bryan over the next uh, over the next three years, where like in three years we can build this guy. Either they did stuff like hot shot guys, okay. like like gave Roman Reigns way too much way too soon, I get or you. they or they make guys look like assholes like Bailey or Sami Zayn. So let me let me let me let me put it to you like this. Or Finn so, Balor after so, Finn Balor got hurt. So so Daniel Bryan was probably the most over baby face they've had. That was a full time roster member. The last one, right? Is that fair? Uh yeah. yeah yeah okay uh now he might not be a babyface in the in the traditional terms but right now Braun Strowman is getting amazing cheers and amazing crowd support right he's not doing anything similar to Daniel Bryan in fact everything he does is heelish he attacks people he's mean he tries to hurt people he goes but either. you know why he's, but you know why he's over right. Uh, so, but why does context matter in because that? The, but context doesn't matter in other situations. Him. He's over because he beat the piss out of a baby face that the crowd does not like. And, and I acknowledge that. I, 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 I'm, I don't want you to think I'm not. I acknowledge that. But you're acknowledging. And, and another part about it is with, with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is at that point where he's a superstar, so there is no ba- there is no heel or baby face to him. He's just Brock Lesnar. But Roman Reigns isn't just Roman Reigns. Not at that level, no. I can't. I cannot. I cannot agree with that. Okay. Mm. Well, think about it like this, right? Explain to me how that Joe and how that Joe and Lesnar thing went. It was. It was based off the fact that you had two personalities in there, and the personalities were, and they they actually, uh, what do you say? Uh, what's the word? Transcended the heel face dynamic no, in that didn't. situation because Braun is such that. a star, and the crowd and the free was so hot. No, Joe was still the heel in the, in the very easily the heel. Joe jumped him from every 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 chance he got. Joe was clearly the heel in the story. The whole the whole story was every time I see you, I'm gonna jump you on sight. That was the point of the story. In fact, when when they had the match, 
Joe jumped him before the match started to get a jump on him. That's the story of the match. That's not babyface ish. That's not transcending babyface heel. That's okay. Uh, so, am, so am here's I wrong? Another thing, right? So here's a, here's another example, right? When Braun, oh, I'm sorry, when uh, when Lesnar, not Lesnar, my God, when Roman and Daniel Bryan got their feud on, right? Their face mm-hmm. versus face feud. Mm-hmm. If you were to say who was the antagonist of out of that between those two, it, it was Daniel, Daniel Bryan in the Absolutely. ring. Absolutely. Absolutely. Daniel Bryan in the ring. So does that mean Daniel Bryan was a heel? Okay. When 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 uh, Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels had their one month feud, and Shawn Michaels had to go heel against Hogan, but the second he Hogan beat him, he shook his hand and said, "I had to know," and went back to being the same Shawn Michaels we knew. What's the difference between that and that? You changed when you changed the di- according you know to the, the story. Is? You know what the difference is? I'm, I'm he dressed just, up as the Hulkster and went on Larry King live and said and walked up there with a, in a freaking uh. It wasn't walk. really Larry King, but yeah. You, you, was, get, you get my point. Like he walked up there and did a spoof on the dude. Okay. Daniel Bryan didn't do a spoof on him. Brock let or J- Samoa Joe, his whole situation. He came out there. Yes, he was a heel. Um, or he still is a quote unquote heel. My point is for that feud in particular, they centered that on the feud and Brock Lesnar's. And Brock Lesnar being potentially in peril, he didn't quote unquote beat him. He survived him, like how like how uh, Joe said uh, when they set up the four way for SummerSlam. You're right, but I don't understand why why and, you don't think that's heel or babyface. I don't see. I see that as he jumped out on him, and then he went. He ran up on him on the Go Home Show, if I remember correctly, when so they were in separate parts of the arena. He ran up on him and said, "Let's do it right now." He never backed down from from Roman like a, like a coward. But, I'm not okay, from, uh, from, from Brock. From but that's one Brock. time. The other Sam, time, I'm he jumped him every time. time. Any chance I get because I I want to put hands on you. Okay, but that's still heelish. If you if you a babyface, the way we've been taught, you'll go to the ring and call him out and say, "Come fight me in the ring." That's what a babyface supposed to do, right? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Uh, I don't know. Because I mean, we just saw a dude. I mean, one of the arguments we and you got onto on the on the One Nation Radio not too long ago on One Nation Live was about the whole Strowman and Roman thing and the end of Great Balls of Fire. That dude lost. He, he's the reason why he lost. He comes out. He he sucker like he sucker uh, spears uh Strowman. He throws him in there and he tries to murder him. So I I feel like we're going in circles because I think yeah we the, are. Let's move the, on. The, the point you're trying the point you're trying to make is that. There is a way to build a baby face, and they're not good at that. And I agree no, no. with. No, I'm saying there. I'm, I'm saying there. I'm not saying there is one only one particular way. My point is there. The show is dependent on your baby faces for the crap for for the show to work, and they have failed at making their baby faces either a likable or b not be geeks. And I agree with that, but the difference is you're not acknowledging that the crowd is different, and the crowd will cheer for who they want to cheer for, whether or not they're baby face or not. That's a okay. big part well, of the story the of wrestling. Okay, everything's down. Every rating is down in all of entertainment except for Game of Thrones. That's a fact. Go look it up. That's a fact. Uh, that is not true. It's not true? Yeah. That it's is not, not true. true as far as that okay. being the only show, no. Okay. All right. Well, my, my point is, you look at those popular shows, there is a there, is, there are protagonists in that show, whether it be the A protagonist or the B or the C, and they are somewhat, and they are somewhat likable, whether it be Insecure or Atlanta or what have you. That's the case. Ain't nobody likable they, Insecure, bro. They all got they. They, <laughs> they all okay, got their issues. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's the thing. 
Issa got into a situation where she did something wrong, but she's still the babyface because hey, she's like, I, I was with my, I was with this dude for years, and he was never, he was on the couch, not or on, or in the house, not not having a job forever, not doing shit. So I was thinking of making a change, we, and then she got caught up in her feelings. We just now, agree completely also, different. Now Molly, hold, now Molly, Molly is absolutely. Oh, she's absolutely exhausting as a, as a personality and someone that like I I ache for because like ultimately all she wants love all she want is wants is love and everywhere she's met at she's met at with a lot of the issues that uh, that that sisters run into these days especially professional sisters yeah now like and then especially when you saw like the opening episode when she's with uh when, when she's with her coworker her friend uh, the Asian girl yeah and like she's with uh, I think the dude's Jamal she's dating a black dude and she's like yeah they. They always marry. They always marry uh, uh, ones that aren't sisters. They always quit to marry, but when it's us, they don't marry us. Like, and you see all the stuff she's going through, trying to find love. Like that is that is her situation. Like that's her. That is her quote unquote goal. Their conquest she overcomes. Now, does she like? Is she exhausting? Absolutely. But that's that's what she is. Like that's not too much different from when they uh, were trying to book uh, Sami Zayn as being a geek around uh, Seth Rollins and uh, Roman Reigns. A few are like beginning of this year, but that but the thing is that is a secondary character or that is a second character. The main character is Issa. Okay, Issa is okay. We that's, that's we can have this conversation later, man. Yeah, we just yeah, on different yeah. we on different sides of the spectrum, dog. Yeah, let's let's uh let's wrap this wrap up because uh, wrap it up yeah. then. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> but you, but you right. Look, it's a lot like Seinfeld where there are no good people. Yeah. Jays are great, absolutely, and people choose who they want to choose who they want to root for. That's the world we live in. Every show, that's what we live in. I'm Team Lawrence. I'm a, a very, very card carrying member of the Lawrence Hive, 100 percent, right? But Lawrence is just as messed up as anybody else on that show. It's Shades of Gray. Who do you relate to the most? I don't relate to any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good place to leave it, Jeremy. Yeah, well, this has been a great first time uh, of the Fuck You Mean debate podcast here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Uh, Rich, you want to get your get your plugs in? Yeah, man. Uh, if you you guys are listening to this show, you are checking out the feed that you can find the SMC podcast on, as well as One Nation Radio and One Nation Live. Uh, so we just ask that you, you support us if you can, all it takes is, you know, a a five-star rating or a comment or a share. Um, that's pretty much all we can ask for. Uh, you guys, you, you heard me talking about doing music. You can check my stuff out on soundcloud.com slash rich ladder. Just drop the album called family music life. Y'all should check it out. All right, James. James, you're live. He probably has sorry, his mic I had, on. I had you on mute. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at jamesboyd 87 um, And I, I guess I will be continuing my, um, I guess my my new career as the worst fat checker in the history of business. So there you go. You did a great job, bro. You did a great job. All right, Rance. Uh, holla at your boy at it's Ray Cash R E Y as Mysterio C A S H as in dollars. Follow our podcast at the SMC Podcast. Follow one Red Nation Radio at One Nation Radio. Follow the home site, Social Suplex, at Social Suplex. It was a pleasure, guys. We argue, we fight, but at the end of the day, it's all love. Y'all know y'all my brothers. Um, yeah, man. So I can't wait till we do this again one day. 
Yeah, it's going to be great. And everybody, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy L. Donovan. You can join all of us at the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group. We also have a lot of updates going on there. We have threads for every show. Um, we have our shoot Saturday that we do every Saturday. You come out here and just throw what's on your mind. So, and like I said, follow us at Social Suplex. Check out everything that's coming up on socialsuplex.com and the Social Suplex Podcast Network. And we'll catch you guys uh, tomorrow for One Nation Live. Actually, it might not be tomorrow. I got an again. I actually got to talk to you about that after. But uh, we will get a show in uh, before uh, No Mercy. It, it might just be a little bit later in the day. All righty. All right, well, so stay tuned to the podcast network to catch all the shows. Peace. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.